All right, welcome back, inappropriate Earl. It's been a wacky couple weeks, but we're back on uh, season three, just making things happen little by little, bringing you some of the greats in the world of stand-up comedy in Los Angeles, along with a few select guests that I have procured at the Rowdy Roddy Piper Memorial. Coming next week, the great Richard Tyson, not Mike Tyson, not anyone from the Tyson chicken family, Richard Tyson, otherwise known as Buddy Ravel, three o'clock high, kindergarten cop. But that's next week. This week (laughs) is one of the young, and I mean young, rising stars of Los Angeles comedy comes to us via Orange County via a bus line because of a DUI. Please put your adult-like sausage fingers together for the lovely and talented 19-year-old Olivia Grace. Do I talk now? Yeah, you talk now. (laughs) You ever done a fucking podcast before? I have, yeah. I just usually you're not standing behind a computer screen on the other side of the couch. (laughs) What am I supposed to be? I mean, first of all, you're 19. I'm 46, so I have to keep my distance from you. I'm glad we're starting off on this note. (laughs) Well, you've obviously never listened to this podcast. (laughs) I mean, this is, you know, inappropriate Earl. So you have uh, become one of the young, what they call in the business, a real up-and-comer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you really recording? Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> I'm trying to get numbers. I'm okay. Tra- I have three nieces that are older than you, <laughs> uh, which I think my sister blocked them all from me on Facebook after uh, my gangbang story on a previous episode, but... <laughs> Those are the breaks. Okay. And as we are recording this podcast, the great C. Thomas Howell movie Side Out is on my 75 inch uh, big screen TV. I'm trying to uh, show Olivia some things from my past. <laughs> and this movie is like Star Wars of the Beach. <laughs> with the great uh, C. Thomas Howell, uh, Tony Burton, Apollo Creed's trainer, as the black bartender. Uh, and believe me, he stands out in this movie. I mean, if you're going to do a beach volleyball movie, you're not going to see a lot of African-American actors. And he's he's there. Someone, someone uh, this is a favor being paid off. And then, uh, of course, Peter Horton. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm not, I'm not really following it, but... Well, it's not really a complex plot, so... <laughs> I'm not sure what there is to follow other than the volleyball. Uh, uh-huh. But the weirdest thing about this uh, movie is that I was, uh, let's see, uh, 22 when this came out, and you were negative five. So I get it. You're old. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, now, I first became aware of you uh, during Roast Battle. Mm-hmm. Which is the hot uh, show in uh, L.A., really the country. Might be the hottest show in the country right now. So uh, It's a great show. It's a great show. You were uh, 
I, I forgot the first roast I saw. I'm like, this girl's a, an animal. Like, you Thank ha- you. You have this uh, low-key uh, like uh, style, that's, uh, and you were just killing people. Good roasters, too. Dominating. Thank you. It's fun. I love that show. What got you into it, though? Like, I mean, you were doing, because I know nothing about you. You were doing, like, stand-up in uh, Orange County, Long mm-hmm. Beach. Yeah. Um, what got me into the roast battle? Um, I don't know. I had done a couple of my friends' roasts, um, and I really enjoy writing roast jokes. Uh, and then, you know, I saw Keith was doing it, and a couple of my friends were doing the roast battle at the store. And um, Keith Carey kind of got me into it. You know, and then I just picked an opponent and did it, and then just kind of got hooked from there. Now, do you prefer uh, roasting, or do you like doing stand-up more? I'm really into the roasting right now, but I, I love doing. I'll never not love doing stand-up, but the roast battle is highly addicting. Um, and is it hard for you to uh, be mean-spirited, or you, it seems like it comes pretty naturally to you? <laughs> to, to be mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't, that's such a hard question to answer because I've had so much more fun roasting people that I like, you know, like that are my friends than I have roasting people I've never really talked to. Because so, uh, all of your roast, uh, have they been against friends or? Only one has been against someone that's not really a friend of mine, but. Ashley? Yeah, I mean. She's I, an acquaintance. Yeah, exactly. I didn't mean that. Like she's not a my no, no, I know. Um, but, you know, I find it easier to be mean to the people. I guess to answer your question, it's not easy for me to be mean, but I find it easier to be mean to people that are friends of mine <laughs> because you find the things about them that really bother you. See, I'm the complete opposite. I find it easier to be mean to people I don't like. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I... I done a few roasts myself and uh, of course you know i mean one was against boon chakalaka homeless, <laughs> a homeless transsexual but i didn't know that did you really do that it's not as easy as you think it would be i'm telling you everyone's like you can't really count that he's crazy which is why it was hard because he just <laughs> he stares at you and says the same line for three rounds so i mean literally the same line so it's it's not. I just went to AIDS jokes and started pulling pulling ahead. You know? mm-hmm. I don't think I've battled anybody that I don't like though. Like I can't think of any like that I don't like. I, I would find it hard to battle somebody I didn't like. Now you recently got to sit at uh, the haters table. Oh yeah, one of my favorite things. And uh, got to make a funny in front of Jim Carrey. What was that like? It was terrifying. I was shaking. I was literally sh- like, as soon as he walked in, because we were, you know, sitting at the table and, you know, it was just, we were just gonna throw out jokes and stuff. But then, um, as soon as Jim Carrey walked in, I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I can't bomb in front of Jim Carrey. And it's so easy to bomb at the table because it's like you got to interrupt the whole show to throw out a line, so it better be good. I think I whispered into your ear, uh, hey, no pressure. It's just one of the greatest comics of all time judging us right now. So, yeah. Don't bomb. Yeah, that totally. But you got a line in, and it did very well. And it got a laugh. I don't think it, it didn't like kill, but it got a laugh. You know, it wasn't dead, it wasn't met with dead silence, but that's. Well, that's you know. killing in that room. <laughs> I guess so. I'm hard on, I'm very hard on myself with <laughs> things that don't work. 
Um, well, well, you have to be in that room. I mean, that room. Yeah. It's like if, if a joke falls flat at roast battle, it's just the worst. Oh, they are so out for blood. Oh, yeah. It's really a very uh, toxic environment. And uh, <laughs> people want to see you do bad so they can, you know. Yeah. Re- react how they do. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like the last, that roast was uh, Doug Fager and Jay Light. And, uh, you know, Doug's brother passed away a couple of years ago and like, Jay had like six jokes on. There's <laughs> no mercy up there. To be fair, I had a lot of jokes about his dead brother too, but I didn't want to throw him out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had to uh, lay low, uh, <laughs> you know, on the dead brother jokes. But there's, uh, you know, if you haven't uh, seen Roast Battle, you must see Olivia. She's. Uh, oh, thank you. There's no, I guess there's no technical champion, but you would. Uh, you would be very high up there if there was. You only have one loss to Keith Carey. Yeah. And it was a very close uh, battle. Yeah. But uh, when did you start doing stand-up comedy? I was 15, about to be 16. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even hot back then. That's Who cares? Funny. You were 15. Not that I'm hot now at all, but... Yeah, you, you got it. Yeah, but I mean, that's why right, we're going to hold off on the... When did you start? I mean... <laughs> You know, you're 19, you're involved in the creepiest business on earth, uh, L.A. stand-up comedy. (laughs) I've lost every girlfriend, girl I've dated to these pigs that, uh, you know, loiter around like wolves who haven't eaten for three days. Uh, How do you navigate the very murky L.A. uh, waters? You know, I mean, you know, you're... You're in rooms constantly with comics in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Ugh, I comics know. in their 40s disgust me. I know, that's gross. <laughs> um, and, you know, a 19-year-old hot girl like yourself, I mean, it's like just waving a big fucking piece of ham bone in front of a pit bull. How do you, like, deal with all the the slobs in LA comedy, these unfunny tax cheating, you know, un <laughs> unkempt gargoyles. What a mark on their character. Uh, how do I, uh, let's get, I mean, you must get picked up on at every show. No, I, I mean, here's the, I, okay. First of all, I'm not, I'm not hot, but thank you. <laughs> And also, um, or at least not L.A. Hollywood hot, I don't think. But um, uh, I I really don't get hit on that much. Like, every comic is, a lot of comics are my friends. And, you know, (laughs) you made it it out like comics are such horn dogs, and they are, but. Well, they are. I I don't know. I'm usually not, I'm I'm usually not the one getting hit on, uh, which is kind of nice. I don't know what that is, but it's. I mean, you know, most comics are hornier than three peckered billy goats, so, (laughs) you know. Of course. No, I mean, like, if I ever do get hit on, I just try to be polite, but I don't know, usually when, when, this happens at the store a lot, when a comic What a shock. Uh, no, what a actually, shock that guys would act uh, piggish at the comedy store. No, no, not that's not what I meant. That's that, what like, I meant. Okay. <laughs> 
But like if I ever get hit on at the store, usually as soon as that comic finds out that I'm also a comic, they usually back off, which is kind of nice. Yeah, but then they find out you're 19 and they're back in the game. Right. No, it really doesn't. Actually, I think that that's the reason most people avoid hitting on me, besides the fact that I'm not like a hot chick. <laughs> but I mean, well, what do you? Uh, what, I mean, I, yeah, you're a hot chick. Well, I mean, how would you describe yourself? I don't know. I think I'm uh, definitely cute, but I'm definitely not in shape. And I what do you mean? <laughs> I kind of dress like a slob too. Let's get to your body image issues. What? <laughs> If you could change one thing about your body, what would it be? Uh, uh, I'd, um, I would be, I don't know, like 30 pounds thinner. 30 pounds thinner. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, but you can't compare yourself to these typical L.A. cons. <laughs> Skinny, cocained out, you know, just love cocaine trying to you've done cocaine but we're gonna get into that i mean because for 19 you've lived a lot of you've lived a life i mean uh, i mean you've you know experienced some uh uh, bad uh parts of life dui and uh um, yeah you know uh, yeah (laughs) other uh things yeah you know uh what was that your lowest point in your life, your DUI? Um, <laughs> um, it was probably the most anxiety-producing thing that's ever happened to me. Because I'd never been... I'd, I'd, I'd only been pulled over once, like, in my entire life, so... What was that for? Uh, <laughs> it was like my headlights were off or something, and the cop let me go. What, did you show him your jugs or something? <laughs> no. Did you say to the police officer when he said... Um, License and registration. Did you say, hey, officer, do you know it's melon season? <laughs> I did. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. How did you know about that oddly specific line that I threw out to get out of a ticket five years ago? Well, that's what I did when, <laughs> when I was 19. I got uh, pulled over for uh, having a uh, smashed uh, taillight. And I asked the officer who I thought was a homosexual if... Uh, he wanted a hot dog before he wrote the ticket. <laughs> and and what did he say? How did what was the end result of that? Well, he asked me if that was the foot long, and I said, and then some. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> now I'm uh, ripping off lines from Bachelor Party. Um, but uh, you were uh, okay. let's see, Bachelor Party came out in '83. You were literally minus twelve. Wow. Uh, I was fifteen. Oh, such an era back then. So yeah, now you're still. When was your DUI? It was like um, like six months ago. I got arrested. I got arrested in January. Or no, so f- end of February. So yeah, about six months ago. And take so you get uh, take us through the process. Of it. <laughs> oh, you get pulled over. So um, I was. Were you driving erratically? No, I don't think so. But that's what everybody says. Um, I was with uh, I was with Keith Carey. We were coming from the Orange County Comedy Awards. <laughs> and now let's get to that. <laughs> let's talk about this. What are the? As you can tell, that this uh, podcast has no 
set. Uh, you know, there's no rules. We go all over the place. So we're going to get to your DUI, of course, because it's, you know, trying to help uh, prevent other people from making the same mistakes. Yeah, just don't drive drunk. It's not worth it. It's the biggest pain in the ass I've ever had to deal with. It's it, like, seriously, the only thing I've ever not been able to talk or buy my way out of. <laughs> and it's horrible. So. But what was worse, getting a DUI or performing in the Orange County Comedy Awards? Uh, actually, the Orange County Comedy Awards are almost like a giant roast. It's like ironically, it's it's really actually kind of a fun thing. It's not like, you know, actually giving someone awards. Like I won, I won an award that night for peaking at age 19. And, oh, okay. And Keith Carey won an award for best at public transportation, which I think now that I got a DUI, I should win uh, this year. Because like you have to go to like classes. And- it's horrible. It's horrible. I have to do classes. Um, I have to. I had to go to AA meetings, which like are just they're just not for me. Um, they work for some people, which is great, but it just wasn't for me. Uh, the other thing I was talking with Jay Mandiam about this is like. Well, that must have been interesting. <laughs> he's great, but um. He was saying that like someone he knew got a DUI, and the thing that they hated about it was that if you get a DUI, they everybody automatically assumes you're an alcoholic, or at least the court system treats you like you are, and that sucks. They make you go to AA meetings. I have to do a class every Saturday at eight o'clock for ten weeks. And what are they like? Just the dangers of uh, drunk driving. Honestly, I got really lucky with where I picked to take my class because. Like most of them, you have homework and you have to study and stuff like that. At this one, the guy just lets us talk. Like he'll just bring up a topic and then we'll talk about it for like two hours. It's amazing. Like he doesn't guide the class at all. There's no like structure to it. He'll just bring something up and then our class will discuss it. Like it, sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with the DUI. Like we talked about the best place in Santa Ana to get tacos for like 20 minutes one day. Like, there's just no structure, which is kind of nice. It's better than having to do homework. And I'm almost done with my f- <laughs> fucking DUI classes. So. How many more uh, weeks do you have left of that? I think I have two more. So I have one tomorrow, and then my last one is next weekend. And then are you going to go out and have a drink after? <laughs> See, that's a good that's good improv right there. I just came up with that. So all yeah. you idiots out there taking groundlings in UCB should come to my house watch a pro do it yeah um and now your stand-up roots uh what was the first time you went up open mic yeah it was an open mic it was at a coffee shop in fullerton called max blooms like the first place i ever did like a stand-up set that i had written and what was that like did you do well did you not do well um i think it went okay i mean i i'm sure i got like a laugh or two and then was kind of hooked for life and how long was that set? Five minutes. And what was the feedback from the gargoyles in the crowd? <laughs> uh, I don't really remember. I think they, they were all just kind of, I think they, they as soon as they found out how old I was, they were like, oh, okay. Uh, that's actually kind of impressive <laughs> that you're even here. Like, how did you get here kind of thing? But um, I don't know. I, I think they thought I was funny for my first time. I don't really remember, honestly. And then you you were hooked ever since. You just started doing open mics, and I mean, what what was your journey to today? Just open mics, um, some bringer shows, of course. Whose bringer shows did you do? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I 
don't want to out well, anybody. I will. What city were they in? I'm not going to say anything. Come on, man. Well, one of them was at the comedy store. Let's see. Let's see. They're, uh, <laughs> it's either Martin Harris, who gives the best intros in LA comedy. Well, day, everyone got a happening show of 45 headliners and another 70 comics you've never heard of. <laughs> I mean, uh, let me see. And what, uh, did you bring people? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Good for you. You're an outlaw, a rebel. I like it. Um, and like, who are some of your influences? Uh, you're a big Stanhope uh, girl. Huge right? fan of Stanhope. I think uh, I think it's unhealthy how much I like Doug Stanhope. Don't you have like a tattoo? I do. When I was 16, I was handing out tickets for um, one of my shows at the Brea Improv. And uh, Stanhope was there. And uh, I handed him a Sharpie, and I was like, hey, if you sign my stomach, I will get this tattooed to myself tomorrow. And he did, but I wasn't, like, old enough to, like, go get a tattoo, so I went and just bought a tattoo machine and tattooed Doug Stanhope's autograph to myself. So you did your own tattoo? Yeah, I did all all my own tattoos, actually. (laughs) So you would never go on a show like, say, Dave Navarro's Ink Master? Like to compete? Dear no, no, God, to no. to get a tattoo. Oh, like, to get one? I, I'm sure I would. I would probably have to go on, um, what's that one, Bad Ink, where they cover up your tattoos? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'd probably have to do. That's a show on After Ink Master. Okay. <clears throat> and cool uh, show. I'm currently in a production on a show, a tattoo show for black people called Slave Master. And uh, mm. it's going <laughs> to, uh, Spike TV's thinking about it. <laughs> can't laugh at that out loud. That would be crazy. <clears throat> I'm going to be the judge, so you know, we're, you know, we're going to, you know, figure it out. It's, it's it's all in talks. It's all, you know. I'm just trying to make some money in this <laughs> business. And Tommy, how do you feel about Earl's new TV show? Well, I'm going <laughs> to co-produce it. Tommy was the uh racist talent coordinator who was uh <laughs> at the comedy store. Uh, I don't think I'm telling any secrets on that one. <laughs> I mean, uh, saying that is like saying uh, Shaquille O'Neal is the black basketball player. It's just, we know. <laughs> um, but, you know, Tommy is uh, no longer at the comedy store. Uh, he's been gone about a year. And uh, what a shock. No other management company or talent agency or comedy club has offered him a job. Hmm. Hmm. As Arsenio Hall would say. Uh, but this isn't about Tommy. I've, I've certainly beat that horse into the ground uh rest in peace tommy it was fun while it was fun uh so and then you so you had the bray improv at 16 that's pretty impressive yeah it was uh it was i think my first set ever at an improv was at at bray when i was just about to be 17 so and how did that go i mean big crowd you you know what it actually went really 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 well like i'd be i'd be lying if i said i didn't have a good set there and uh, how, how what how long uh was that set a couple six seven minutes it was yeah it was probably around that much six minutes and how would you describe your style self-deprecating probably i think that's <laughs> that's a good way of putting it i do a lot of storytelling now too uh, i don't know <laughs> No, it's, such a, it's a weird question to answer, I guess, because talk about a lot of stuff. I mean, to me, you kind of remind me of Norm MacDonald. Really? Yeah. 
I have never heard that before. What about, I'm curious what makes you say that. Uh, just your delivery and, uh, you know, just your overall vibe. Uh, I mean, you're much cuter, of course. Oh, thank you. And, uh, but, you know, Norm's one of my favorites. I don't know. Norm's pretty hot. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I saw him come to the comedy store one night about two in the morning and he killed. There was like six people in there and he just. Yeah. Like, it was amazing to watch someone like kill a room he's a funny dude he's a really nice guy too yeah yeah so it's uh very much in the vein of bob saget uh, never uh, never know. i don't really i don't really know if i've seen much of bob saget stand up. oh man he's he's awesome yeah and you know he's used to hanging out around young girls you know the olsen twins oh so yeah you guys would probably get along i mean i can Maybe you could be the new old. Maybe you could be. They're bringing back Full House. Maybe you could be like the horny cousin. <laughs> how did how did I get typecast as the horny cousin? <laughs> like, uh, it's either you or me. I don't think I'm going to get that job. So now you've had sex before, right? This isn't just about stand up. We get into it on inappropriate Earl. Have I had sex before? Yes. <laughs> At what age was your first time? Oh, God. Oh, God. I hope my parents don't hear this. I, I'm assuming your parents aren't listening to the podcast. Oh, I know. But it'll, it'll get back to that. But I mean, people want to get... <laughs> People want to get to know you. So, okay. I mean, they want to know, like, you know, it's not just about comedy. I mean, yes, but it's about life on Inappropriate Earl. <laughs> uh, I was 14. Jesus Christ, 14. Uh, the, in... Uh, like, uh, wow, I don't even have a follow-up question for that. I thought you were going to say like 18 or something, 14. I mean, I didn't get laid till I was 20, uh, 21 and 89. Oh, wow. That's when Kiss's Hot in the Shade album was out for the, uh, <laughs> I like to relate everything to music. Right. So uh, that, was a, that was my first concert, actually. Long Beach, uh, Kiss, Winger, and Slaughter. But uh, 14 years old, Jesus, was was it, uh, were you just, uh, I'm ready, or? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, no, I had to talk him into it. It was kind of funny. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what, so you're on a date, or, or, or you know. Taking out at his house. And And it was like, I mean, well, you were there, so you better lead the story. And for the uh, record, it was not with me. I don't know if I even want to tell my first time story. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, okay, man. It's a podcast. All right, out. bro. We Let's we, get into it. We um, can't talk about open mics and doing bringers at the comedy store for an hour. People yeah. want to get to know the Olivia Grace. Okay. Well, he was older than me. He was. I was. Well, I would hope so. I hope he wasn't twelve. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I think he, he was probably like 17. Oh my God. So no, it was an great. Animal. Um, and what were we doing? We were just hanging out, like watching, watching. TV, watching, uh, what, uh, Power Rangers. You know what's, yeah, uh, yeah, we were watching Power Rangers and, <laughs> uh, no, we, I, whatever, we were probably watching some dumb movie or something. I don't know. We just ended up hooking up. I <laughs> think. And, and like there's nothing to that story we just ended up having sex well this is now but trust me there's something to that story and we're gonna get into it so like you're like on the couch watching the telly and then like he kisses you start kissing and like it just it happened right 
Well, no, I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm not trying to like you know. And was it like you were just ready to have sex or? Yeah. You were curious. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I think that's probably the best word. It's not like I loved him so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just pure curiosity. Definitely used him for curiosity. That's. And like, I mean, was it uh, pleasing, hurtful, both? It was. It was fun. I liked it. And then, uh, what was his? Was he like, let's do that again sometime, or was it just? Uh, Basically, yeah. Oh, and then so then you just started, you know, boning this dude. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put I'm it that way, I'm not trying to embarrass it's you. It's not inaccurate. You put it. It's not inaccurate. It's just not. It's not the exact wording I would choose, but it's it's accurate. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm trying to be respectful. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, boning is a you know a nice way to ease into it, and then you just so you've you've like I'm assuming just had you know regular sex, and so you're you're fully all right. That's cool. I mean, listen, I. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish I had sex at 14. What was your first time like? Oh, I shot the biggest load. Uh, uh, <laughs> hot, milky load. Oh, yeah. It was like a... You know, I had sex yet. I, I really wasn't good uh, with, with girls uh, back then. Uh, and uh, You're good with girls now? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, listen, if there was a Yelp review... For my sexual exploits, uh, I think I would uh, get a lot of favorites, a couple retweets too. Because my mom told me one thing about sex: uh, it's a girl always make the girl happy first, and they'll come back. And uh, I'm not saying I made every girl happy, but uh, let's just say my uh, repeat business is high. Okay. Because for the guy, <laughs> I got the body of a guy in his 20s. I got the dick of a guy in his teens. That doesn't... You're not making a case for your dick at all. All right. Well, I think <laughs> we've all... When, when you say you have a dick of a guy in his teens, I just pictured like a half-flaccid wiener that comes too fast. Well, let me show it to you right now and you'd be the judge. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. I'm just trying to get some controversy going for this podcast. So, long story short, this girl came over. <laughs> she got on me naked. Uh, no condom. Uh, oh, Jesus. And uh, she starts moving around on me. And, you know, obviously it got hard. And, uh, you know, she's like, wait. And it's like to tell a 21-year-old man, wait, who'd never had sex before, is like giving an abused pit bull a bowl of food and saying, don't eat it yet, you know. And then I thought, oh, my God, she's going to pull out a condom. I don't know how to put one on. And by the time I put it on, I'm probably going to, like, squirt my dick gravy all over. <laughs> and uh, she was digging for a CD. So I thought, oh, that's cool. You know, I can get to go in dry and, you know, oh, felt so good. And uh, she wanted uh, to have sex to Guns and Roses. Oh, that's classic. But I got really nervous because I thought, I don't really want to have sex for the very first time to Welcome to the Jungle. No, 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 no. Do you know where you are? Yeah, yeah, I do, Axel, and you ain't helping me get there. She pulled out their second album, CD, called Lies, GNR Lies. And on that album is one of the greatest ballads ever called Patience. 
Oh, I love that song. Oh, it's it's an amazing song. And you think to have sex the very first time, uh, you know, that's a great song to do it too because it kind of encaptures what the experience should be for both of you. Patience. And uh, it, I, I got to be honest with you, Olivia. For my first time, I was really good because I remember what my mom said and the song just totally got me in the mood. And I was so good that I lasted until the whistling part. <laughs> now, for you younger fans out there. <laughs> so, like, what, three and a half minutes? No, no. For you younger fans out there, the song Patience starts off with Axel whistling. So, oh, uh, God. The Mad Comer. Uh, so that was my first time. And then, you know, I, I got it going on. And then, uh, you know, I still uh, keep in touch with the girl, actually. Oh, that's cool. She's married with kids, but you know. what's it been like? Thirty-five years. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, so twenty. So it's been twenty-six years of just pleasing women from coast to coast, <laughs> and and like, like Ric Flair, the great philosopher, says, "I uh, share <laughs> the philosopher." I share his uh, philosophy. You know, when people, mainly at the comedy store, pick up on me. After they see me on stage. Oh, that always happens to me. And they find out how old I am. I'm like, don't knock it. Because I'm just like Space Mountain and Disneyland. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, listen. Space Mountain's the oldest ride in the park. But guess what? It's got the longest line. So, uh, that's my philosophy <laughs> on women. Really? <laughs> classy yeah i'm like jared from subway uh, <laughs> that guy was out of control jesus christ you know it turns out jared from subway was never 425 pounds that's like was his big thing when he started like i was 425 pounds i lost all the weight yeah turns out he was like 185 the whole time he just had three kids on the scale <laughs> hey! oh my god all right enough about me i've turned this into the earl skakel comedy hour it's cute so, do you joke about your sex uh, early start and sex, uh, or is it uh, what? What is Not your really? Um, what do you joke about on stage? Talk about I really talk about myself a lot. I have a lot of stories. Uh, I think I mean, and they're all like just true stories about like weird shit that's happened, and then I don't know how could this be weirder. Uh, you talk about dating or no i don't really talk about dating well uh, you, are you a private person on stage like if you have a bad date like if i have a bad date i'll joke about it oh oh that's the first thing i do if i do some like if something bad happens the first thing i do is bring it up on stage like right like a bad like a dui yeah you joke did you joke about your dui right away uh yeah i did i did i haven't really i haven't really talked about it much but the the whole story itself is pretty funny i just probably punch it up and turn it into a bit i had to wait like a little while to talk about it because i had to get my case settled but i still talked about it before i got it settled so right now you were in a car with keith and others keith was my passenger um and <laughs> uh keith was my passenger and we were driving home from orange county so we were going from fullerton to long beach and um we i didn't even get to the freeway before i got pulled over i had drank like 
probably 10 beers. And Jesus then, Christ. Oh, it gets ten worse. 10 beers? Yeah, well, it's not that bad. And then uh, I had like six shots of Jameson. Jesus Christ. What are you, an alcoholic? I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, but I just... Did I you have any food? Yeah, and I had like six tacos. <laughs> what are you, a competitive eater? Six. <laughs> don't be mean. Let's roast. No. Nah, no, fuck that. I'm not roasting you. Uh, <laughs> were you intimidated? I am. Do you, could you come up with a roast joke about me? I, I, <laughs> it, it, it only falls into the context of people who've seen your dick picture. Yeah, but that's everyone listening. <laughs> when I uh, release new episodes, <laughs> I send it out with my dick pic. So you had... Uh, Ten beers, six shots of Jameson, six tacos. Yeah. And and so you're you got a good buzz going. Probably. Yeah, I did. I did. But I had drank the shots like right before I got in the car. That's cool. No, it's terrible. Um and what a lot of people don't know is that your alcohol level rises for about two hours after your last drink. So uh I had gotten I got pulled over on the side of the freeway, like before we even uh <laughs> You can't, you can't keep making me laugh while I'm trying to tell a story. But I'm not doing anything. Are I'm you just... even recording? No. What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. What, what if I was just... No, you were nice enough to come over the, today. What if I was just trying to pick up on you and I actually had no podcast? It was just a... No, I'm just kidding. So That's a lot of equipment for just trying to... That's what they all your, say. Get your dick... <laughs> That's the first thing girls say when I unzip my pants is, whoa, that's a lot of equipment. <laughs> so you, so your blood alcohol rises yeah, at two after, hours. For two hours after your last drink. So I got in the car and Jesus Christ, stop. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so you get into the car. Yeah. <laughs> and then... um. Are you high right now? Did you? Like, I'm not it? high right now. You're just stop. <laughs> Did you get? Stop doing what? I'm just asking questions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get excited. You're making you're making me sound crazy. <laughs> I'm get excited when side outs on. I apologize. Side out for the for those of you. Uh, it's still playing in the background. Uh huh. So continue the story. I'll stop acting. Yeah, like put your idiot. dick pic away. Well, you don't tell people. I, what do you do? I'm just trying <laughs> to get a reaction shot out of you. Uh huh. I, I showed her my dick pic just now, just to get a laugh. But all right. it's off. It worked. It completely. What was I talking about? You uh, had uh, six tacos, six shots of Jameson, ten beers, and you get into the car. Yeah. And uh, when I was. Before I well okay before, while I was while I was driving I felt fine but the second I saw the lights in the rearview mirror my adrenaline went up because I knew I was going to jail like I just knew I was getting arrested that night and so my adrenaline went up and then like 15 minutes and I think that like just it just pumps all the out that's my theory is that it just pumps the alcohol through your system even faster um, and I don't know. I just like the field sobriety tests I did. I thought I nailed them, but I guess not because I got arrested. Spent that night in jail. Woke up that morning. They impounded my car. Woke up that morning. I couldn't get it out because um, it was a Saturday. So uh, 
or no, it was a Friday, but I couldn't get it out because it was in my dad's name or something. So I had to go home. I took an Uber home. I got arrested in Fullerton. Took an Uber back to um, Villa Park, um, and I just like I I I was still dressed really nice and fancy from the night before. And uh, I just where showed, were you the night before at a show? The Orange County Comedy Awards. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I was dressed in like a really fancy dress and like you know, I was looking good. Um, well, not in the morning, obviously. But uh, I got. You must have looked like a wreck in the morning after that night. Well, getting out of jail, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, I, you know, it was I was in jail, so yeah, I probably I didn't let, look too good. Let's not gloss over that. So you know, they arrest you. What's it like being in jail? Well, they they for nineteen year old. They brought me back to the Fullerton PD, and um, they just put me in a holding cell with a, a bunch of other drunk people. But I was in my own cell, which was kind of nice. Because you were so young? I, I think that might have been part of it. Um, I, and I also just think that that's just what they do. Because they let me out when I sobered up. Um, but yeah, yeah that, was, that was scary. Being in jail and not being able to get out. Were people like, you know, like when I think of jail, I see a lot of movies. You know, like you walk in and even though you're in your own cell, people like, you, you know, obviously a pretty girl like you or... Or like talking shit to you, like in other cells, or are you isolated? No, it, it most everybody else was pretty hammered too. It was just like being in the drunk tank, but everybody was separated. And I remember around five in the morning, they brought in this one girl. She wasn't wearing pants, and they put her in the cell next to me, or in, yeah, in the cell next to me. And then there was a kid um, in the one to the right of me, and he was laughing all night. I think right. he was on acid or something because he was just laughing all night. It was terrifying. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know as I was getting arrested and then booked and everything, um, I think I was getting more drunk because my alcohol level was definitely rising and they took uh, two separate tests, like two separate breathalyzer tests and my BA had gone up oh, as really? I was sitting there. Um, so I was getting, I was like m- getting more drunk as the night went on and then I s- kind of peaked and then sobered up, but. Yeah, it was scary. So, but then I got released in the morning. Keith had waited for me all night, and uh, and I, <laughs> I just walked out, and like Keith was standing there, and that's just, I don't know. I just started crying and hugged my best friend. But but when did you have to tell your parents? Oh, that morning. That morning, I told my parents because it, they were like there was just nothing I could do. Like my car was impounded. I couldn't get it out without them. Uh, there was no way I was gonna hide a DUI from them, you know. Did you thought, or did you think, is there a way I could hide this from them? That was like the that was the first thought I had. Like as I was getting arrested, I was like, okay, how? What's my plan for hiding this from mom and dad? And then I kind of sobered up, and I was like, there's no like point morally in hiding this. Like it would just, it just wouldn't be fair to them to hide it. Um, and also, I really need their help <laughs> with all the because it's expensive, you know, um, to like, get like a lawyer and everything. So, but what do you get a lawyer for? I mean, you're ba- you've been caught. You, you know, you've been. I made a I made a plea deal. I made a guilty plea deal, and um, he got me out of a lot of stuff. Um, if I hadn't have, I could have done like a couple days in in a county jail, but um, instead he made a plea deal and he went to court for me and everything. So it actually really helps. It's so worth it to get a lawyer because there's so much you have to do after you get one. How much? Uh, like I've heard that. Getting a DUI and dealing with all the, uh, you know, shit after is like as much as ten grand. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. 
getting a lawyer and then um, the court fees and then all the fines and then paying for the DUI classes and stuff like that, it comes to about $10,000. So do your parents uh, basically uh, ground you for the rest of your life? Uh no, they've been um they they've been pretty understanding. I mean, obviously they were pissed off, but I mean, I clearly learned my lesson <laughs> about that and um it was an it, it's enough of a punishment to uh, cuz they suspend my they suspended my license for a year. I can't drive for a year, so it's enough of a punishment <laughs> to just have not have the car for a whole year. Taking the bus everywhere is pretty bad. <laughs> But you you perform a lot still, so you I mean like the do you like Uber, taxi, bus, friends? Uber, a lot of friends. Um, I take the bus and the train a lot and the metro a lot. Like let let's I want people to get an insight into your weekend of comedy. Like, do you perform this weekend at all? Um, no, but I might go hit some open mics. You know. And I just usually I'll I'll meet up with I'll just end up at an open mic like take the bus to a mic around where I live now and then um, just hop in the car with whichever one of my friends is willing to take me to the next one. And then like when you, I think a lot of people don't realize this since most comedy clubs uh, serve alcohol, you can't be. Uh, That's right. In the club unless you're performing. It, yeah, and and even then it's like I literally can only be inside the club. To get up on stage, do my set, and then leave immediately after for most clubs. So, like, at the comedy store... I have to wait on the sidewalk until my set, and then I have to leave right after. <laughs> and that's, like... You have two more years of that. That's... Well, another year in, like, four months. But, yeah, it sucks. But it's... It, you know what? It is what it is. And, like... What's, your, what's the next level for you? Like, roast battles, I think elevated you to wow this girl's really funny are you getting gigs from uh just from how well you've done at roast battle yeah i've gotten i've gotten some stuff out of it it's uh it's definitely been helpful in putting me in front of people that you know want you know writers or um you know openers or whatever you know i i am very grateful to be a part of the roast battle um I mean, yeah. what's, do you have like a goal to get on TV, to get Montreal, or comedy, uh, just for laughs? Is there I, like, do you, uh, is your comedy career like uh, baby step goals or are you working towards like one big thing right now? I think this is a pretty realistic goal. My goal is to get on TV, like do a set on TV or something in the next like year, year and a half maybe. I, I, I think it's a pretty realistic goal. Right, and have, have uh, managers and agents approached you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I see that as a realistic goal, too. You're really funny. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, big things uh, heading for you. And uh, do you act at Is all? Is that a joke about your dick again? No, no. I mean, <laughs> you, you're, uh, you're like a, uh, I, like I said, I have nieces uh, older than you, so I'm I'm out of that game. Uh -huh. I'm, uh, you know, you're like a sister to me, so I draw the line there. Oh, and speaking sick. of drawing the line, you are also a graphic designer. How did you know that? Uh, I do my research. The fuck? <laughs> you draw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, what like? What, <laughs> 
I mean, I just don't sit there and hit record and go, gee, I hope this podcast is good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do a little bit of graphic design. Um, what got you into that? I don't know. I just, I, I got really good at Photoshop. So there's that. Um, I like to draw. Are you on my website? Are you looking at my comic strip? Is that what you asked? Um, no, I, I've gone on your website. You know? Oh, you have? I like to research. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, oh, I guess I should be plugging it. I do a comic strip. I put one out like every few weeks. And where is that at? It's at uh, oliviaisfunny.com. Now, then... spell, before you uh, we get onto that, spell uh, that out for my fans because they are not, uh, literally like when I give a comedian's address and say it's, uh, you can find this guy at you know, joeschmo.com, I get the question, how do you spell calm? So uh, Okay. It's uh, O-L-I-V-I-A. I S F U N N Y dot C O M dot com. And uh, where do they find you on Twitter? Um, at L O L Olivia Grace. And Instagram? Same as Twitter. And Facebook? Just Olivia Grace? Yeah, just, yeah, don't add me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay. Why? <well>, yeah. <laughs> no, you can add me on Facebook. I just don't, I, I don't really, I don't do much of my like show promoting or anything like that on Facebook. Well, I mean, I don't know if you do uh, much on your uh, website either. I see. Uh, I mean, you perform like three or four or five, six times a week, and I go on your live appearances. And uh, the next one, according to your website, is at the Chatterbox mm-hmm. uh, Sunday, October 25th. Well, I haven't. I don't really get a lot of book shows. I mean, I perform all that much, but it's usually just open mics, you know? What about Open Steve's? Hey, <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna plug my comic strip. It's called Victim Party. You can find it on my website. And you release one every. I mean, does it have a theme or? It doesn't really have a theme. It's just it's just really dark. Um, it's it's violent sometimes. Um, and I, I put one out every couple weeks. And what's the the current one is uh, what's on my mind? A pie chart. Uh huh. People I want to have sex with. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> that's a I, if i'm looking at the pie chart and it's uh there's two categories uh, people i want to have sex with and uh jokes and uh it seems like the i'd say about 90 percent of the pie chart is people you want to have sex with uh-huh. do you have like um like the 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 main people you have sex with now i'm not saying you have sex a lot i mean that you know, do you do you avoid having sex with comics, or do you? Uh, what do you? I mean, it's such a uh, you know, comedy is such a all in consuming part of our lives. I would imagine that that's why so many comics sleep with each other because it's like that's all we're around is other comics, actors. Yeah. What's your uh, take? I don't, on it? I don't really sleep around with. I like. I hate to say anymore because I'm only nineteen, but I mean. I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to. I don't really sleep around anymore. I usually. I don't know. But I. I really don't hang out with anybody that's not a comedian. So you're absolutely right about that. But I don't really sleep around anymore. You know. I would date comics, but. Right, right. And you have dated comics. We won't name them, but you. Uh, I have. And what's that like? Is it like because? Um, it's weird when you see them around again. Right when it's like the, yeah. you broke up or or not. You know, you might not have even been boyfriend girlfriend, but you know, you hooked up with them a few times or whatever. 
is it hard like when you see them with another chick or do you care oh you know what i gotta say uh i i do i do get jealous sometimes uh especially yeah if you see some guy that that you've been uh if i see somebody that i've dated with another chick i think everybody gets like this little like who wouldn't get jealous you know who wouldn't even if you had a bad uh, split or like you just weren't into him anymore, you you see someone yeah. that, you know, you're like, what is it? Because uh, I want, it's, it's interesting to me what the girl's side would be. Do you like? What's I, get, I mean, I'm not like possessive, but I mean, I think anybody would get jealous if they saw some like their previous significant other with someone else. Like that's just how it works if you're a person, <laughs> right? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to convince myself that my jealousy level is normal. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I'm the same way, you know. I mean, I even you know I see uh, you know previous uh, people I've been with, you know, even if I hate them, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Even if you, especially if you hate them, then you get even more jealous. I mean, I don't hate too many of the previous people, mm -hmm. but I hold grudges so. Okay. You know. You don't seem like the grudge holding type. But. Oh, I am. I, I remember everything. You know, I play big dumb Earl kissing hockey. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm a real gatherer of information. Wow. So. Good uh, to know. I mean, you know. Uh, but that's just You do me. know a lot about people. It's terrifying how much you know. Well, you know, people, since I'm, I don't like talking about myself, but. <laughs> You know, what do you think about me? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you want me to answer? Well, no, well, yeah. I mean, you know, basically the point of this podcast is to, I want the listeners, it's like we're two, and this is probably not the best uh, acronym since you have had a DUI. And, and uh -huh. your previous love of alcohol is legendary. Uh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Just for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to make you sound like a real booze hound. <laughs> uh, it's better numbers. It's better numbers. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm just going to wake up and <laughs> see that you posted this. This is, this is alcoholic comedian Olivia Grace. Well, that's what I'm going to uh, put. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> booze bag Olivia Grace <laughs> comes on Inappropriate Earl and talks about boning some dude at 14. Laughing. <laughs> Laugh into the mic. It's it's better if you laugh. Into I know, the mic. but I can't. I don't want to. No fuck. You were doing what Jared Levin did. Uh, Jared I, Levin. I, I don't know. I have to. I like because I I laugh really loud and I don't want to. Now I'm not talking into the mic. I know, but these mics are you know they pick up everything. Okay. I splurge a little extra, but basically I want people to think we're two people talking at a bar. Uh huh. Know? So that's why at times the conversation just goes off into the nether regions. But, that's fine. Uh. I'm enjoying this. Well, I mean, that's the whole idea. I want you to come back. I, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I always say this. You know, I started this podcast to expose uh, people to my funny friends, and uh, you, you know, people I liked. And then when I saw that those podcasts would get eight views, I had to uh, try and get celebrities on just to pad up the numbers. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately. Uh, uh, I've had two inappropriate old podcast guests die in like the last month. And, oh my uh, god! It's good for the numbers, though. So I mean, you know, you might you might want to be careful. Uh, yeah, that's scary. 
well, it is. I mean, it's, but the numbers were, you know, phenomenal on those two episodes. So it's a cold business. And I'm just kidding. Roddy and Laura Donna would, you know, they would get it. They, they would get the joke. So, uh, you know, I thank you for coming on Inappropriate Earl. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're not done yet. This is. Just, oh, we're not done. Oh no, we're. You know, I like to. Uh, you know, uh, we're all over the place. I mean, we've talked about everything: DUIs, sex, comedy, uh-huh. uh, booze. Now, uh, do you drink at all anymore? Yeah. Okay, I like the quickness of that answer. Uh, do you? Uh, did you try to find a replacement for alcohol? Like, I know you smoke, and you've tried to, like, uh, replace it with cinnamon sticks. I don't smoke anymore. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you did. No, well, I did replace them with uh, the cinnamon sticks, so that's good. And is it just because you needed an oral fixation, or is it just... Yeah. Okay. I mean... <laughs> God damn it. I thought you were setting me up for a joke. No, no. I mean, that's... I mean, my sister... Uh, does the cinnamon stick? She just and I asked her, "Well, how does that, like, what's in a cinnamon stick that, like, you know, duplicates what's in a cigarette?" And she's like, "It's just the, the habit of absolutely just the habit of sucking, not sucking, but like, you know, puffing on, like, just the motion of of doing it." Yeah, the motion of just putting something in your mouth and just having something in the corner of your mouth. Like, it's just... Doing. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Um, I, like, I was never like a... I, I don't consider myself... I mean, I'm definitely a heavy drinker, but I mean, it's not like I've tried to get rid of it at all after the DUI. I just don't do it and drive anymore. <laughs> now, what do you drink for, though? Do you drink for the buzz? Do you drink... Could you? I mean, I don't know anyone who drinks alcohol for the taste, but... No, definitely for the effects. I definitely, like, I'm pretty quiet for the most part unless I really know people. Um, But I I become a socialite immediately after, like, one drink. So, there's, yeah, so, yeah, drinking for the effects. Um, Sometimes it helps me um, loosen up and write or riff better, you know, because I stop, like, questioning myself. So, yeah, definitely for the effects, but I wouldn't say I drink to numb out completely. Well, I mean, I know a lot of comics smoke weed, and they say it makes it more creative. You, uh, I am not a weed smoker at all. But you've partaken in some hippie lettuce. <laughs> hippie lettuce. <laughs> Ganja, whatever you want to call it. I love hippie lettuce. That is my favorite. Did you make that up? That's like my favorite thing. Um, I, You know, I probably took it from somebody, but, uh, you know, it's my favorite. Uh, I like making funny names for drugs, like... I'm a big Miami Vice guy, so uh, I know that one time they said nasal whiskey uh, <laughs> or cocaine or uh, booger sugar. Booger sugar is a good one. Uh, the devil's dandruff. Ah. Um, you know, so I, I like to, it's a serious subject I like to make light of. But uh, there's actually, I saw you when you came in here this morning. And thank you for taking the bus and Ubering. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I I live right down the way, so it's not that far. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Doing, um, you were drinking an energy drink. Do you, now when you stopped smoking, I, I know a lot of people. Like I used to do a lot of shows at uh, rehab and AA places. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people said they would replace cigarettes. Or even the drugs they were on with energy drinks. Is it's, that- yeah. You know, um, I actually didn't even know that I got myself addicted to caffeine. 
but uh, I'm I'm definitely caffeine dependent. Um, and it makes sense that people would replace because I've I've definitely been drinking more energy drinks since I quit smoking. Um, I think it's it's because nicotine is a stimulant. Um, so you gotta it's basically just replacing one stimulant with another. Um, I know a lot of people who used to be or who are alcoholics. Um, when they quit, they drink a lot more coffee or caffeine just because it, you get something out of it for sure. But um. When I was working, I, I would drink like like four of those a day. Is that all? Uh, f- no, I would I would get what I would do is I, I would I buy a Red Bull and then I would buy a venti ice mocha with an added shot from Starbucks. That's four espresso shots, and I'd be done with that by noon. Um, and then I'd go get more caffeine. Um, and then one day I just like I woke up and I just didn't go buy coffee. And I had like a headache all day and I was really sick and nauseous. And I realized, oh my God, I'm having caffeine withdrawal symptoms. Right, that's crazy. Yeah, it's bad. Well, uh, it seems like you're... Uh, would you say it's fair to say that you have an addictive personality? Oh, absolutely. But that can be good though, like you're addicted to comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a very obsessive person. Like I'll, I'll pick something and I'll obsess. Like that's what, I think that's what helps me with the roast battle is that like... Like, like the next girl I'm battling, Leah K. Janian. September 29th. September 29th at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room. Um, she's the background picture on my phone for the next five weeks because I'm just constantly thinking about her. Because I got to write good jokes. And I've done that with everybody I battled. I've made them the background picture on my phone. I've just been obsessed with that person. So I would say I have an addictive personality, but it's maybe more obsessive. Like, I just like to jump 100% into things and then try to zoom in all my energy on it, I guess. Now I've never done this before on inappropriate Earl, but oh boy, you you are such a good roaster and so quick, and you know there's a lot of out of town listeners, people in Canada, people, uh, you know, you can go on uh, various search engines and actually see where people are listening from. Okay. Um, I want to do a mini roast battle right now with you. Just one joke each. One joke each. Oh no. No no. <laughs> I, I want people to get an idea of how funny you are. I okay. So uh, how it works in roast battle regularly is it's two people on stage. Brian Moses is the host, and it's three rounds. Uh, the first round is tit for tat, which is like just say I, I could never. Ro- I don't do serious roast because I'm too sensitive. Uh, I'm very sensitive. Like uh, if someone like if I did a serious, I've done three roasts. One was against Boone Shakalaka, which some would say might not count, but in the world of professional wrestling, that would be what would be considered a jobber. You know, it was a win. I consider it a win. I also did a roast against John Morrison, the pro wrestler. Uh huh. A win. And then I lost to Whitney Rice because we went into overtime and I got nervous and I fumbled. <laughs> I fumbled a joke and she beat me. Uh, and Whitney Rice, very funny. Uh, Comedian slash actress, uh, you guys will be getting. You guys are like blowing up together. So, um, but we're gonna do a one ra- a one joke roast battle right now. Just just to give the audience a little tasty. I don't know what you're gonna say to me. Um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is re- this is a first on inappropriate Earl, and I just want to exp- expose the genius of olivia grace and her i her just shut up and take the compliment so (laughs) 
I'm going to be uh, the Brian Moses part here. Uh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Roast Battle live. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Wait, am I going first? You're going first. Fuck. Are you ready? <laughs> and let's okay. roast. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I don't like this at all. <laughs> um, too bad. I know. <laughs> Get your own podcast and do what you want on it. <laughs> Oh God! Let's do it again. I'm gonna okay, give you one. Okay, I'm gonna give you a second. So basically, for those of you listening, uh, Brian Moses is in between the two combatants. He'll look at either one and he'll say, "Who wants to go first? So uh, I'm asking myself and you this question. All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's roast. Uh. <laughs> Earl's dick is like the Grand Canyon. Uh, everybody's seen the pictures, but if you see it in person, it's not that impressive. Wow, that's kind of funny. Because Olivia's pussy is like the Grand Canyon. Uh. <laughs> a big volume of space with a couple guys wandering around with hard hats. <laughs> so what I want the audience to do... Uh. <laughs> which is crazy, because we're just kidding. We've never had sex. But that's the great thing about the roast. Some things are, you know, you just... Uh, would you say roast battle is uh, mostly true? Like when you insult... Would you make up something about someone to say like... Uh, like let's say you and me I, I did an actual roast. Would you go on 100% fact? Like Earl dated, you know, this person and you do a joke about that? Or would you make up like Earl used to... I... I, I don't I don't usually make things up about people. I right. try to go off of what's actually true about them. Right, right. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I, I that's I, I've never made up anything about anybody. I don't think. Okay, because like I know when me and Whitney did it, I I think I may have made up one uh, line about her sleeping with this comic I knew she didn't sleep with, but it was just like I knew it would get a laugh, so I'm like, fuck it. So. Here's what I want the inappropriate Earl listeners to do. Uh, vote for who won the one joke uh, roast battle. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, so it'll get some numbers. It'll get us some numbers. So uh, That joke only works for people who know that you show your dick pic to everybody. But I show it to everyone. So, I mean, it, it's a great picture. The lighting's fantastic. The angle. Um, I'm, I'll be honest. You look like You look good in that picture. Well, I mean, and a lot of people ask me, like, well, Earl, what's a guy in his mid-40s have a dick picture? Um, and that's because Jeff Richards one night, the very funny and talented Jeff Richards. Super funny guy. Uh, Saturday Night Live, Mad TV, only cast member to be a cast member of both shows. Uh, just blowing up now uh, in his own uh, music world. He's doing like a Andy Kaufman like musical type, and it's really funny. Yeah, he's uh, super funny. No, he's a great guy too. Uh, pro probably the funniest guy up at the store. He's just a genius. Uh, he once texted me uh, about an ex-girlfriend of mine and said, "Hey, what's so and so's vagina look like?" And I thought, "Wow, that's that's kind of rude to say to someone," because I think at the time I still kind of liked her, uh, and I was like, "Oh, I got a picture of it right here for you, Jeff." And I took a dick pic and sent it to him. Oh. Now, what I didn't know at the time was Jeff was at the improv sitting next to one of the female managers and said to her, hey, check out Earl's new headshot. 
Oh my God. Is that how that started? Yeah. Oh, and, Jesus. Uh, well, it started because I don't get a lot of spots at the improv. And a day later, I got a spot. So I thought, well, th- this could he- actually help me. <laughs> Which is really pathetic that I think a dick pic could help me in comedy. But I'm trying everything at my age. Aww. AIDS. Age. Um, <laughs> so, all right, uh, so I want you to vote for who won that one uh, one joke roast battle uh, uh, at uh, LOL Olivia Grace on Twitter or uh, at Earl Skakel. And, you know, maybe uh, we'll build this to a real roast one day. And, uh, you know, that that's. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, podcast. In, in all seriousness, I know we rambled a lot, but, uh, you know, uh, Olivia's awesome. And uh, Thank you. You're, you're pretty great. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to, you know, get it together. Uh, I just auditioned for Old Faces at Montreal. And... Uh, Still waiting for the call. I'm waiting for the callback, uh, even though the festival just ended. I'm not sure if I made it. Uh, I'm assuming since the festival ended a month ago, I didn't get it. But, you know, I like to hold on to things. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my Craig Kilborn callback. Uh, the show's been off the air for seven years. But, um, <laughs> but hey, it's exciting news for me to announce. Uh, and I know this podcast will get a lot because you're very popular in the L.A. scene. I know a lot of people will. Um, That's surprising to me. <laughs> you are, though. I mean, like, you know, it's like I hear all the time. Have you seen Olivia? Uh, you know, she's like the queen of roast battle. And then people talk about your comedy, too. Cause, oh, that's so cool to hear. Um, now, do you find that people, since you did so well at roast battle, people talk more about that than your stand-up? Is that annoying to you or... No, I love it. I I I I I don't even care because I put a lot of work. I put as much, I probably put more work in a roast battle than I do into my actual set sometimes. So I mean, I just it's just cool to hear that people n- know who I am and and aren't saying anything mean. <laughs> like, because roast battle is like if you do it, you know, there's some uh, like uh, George Perez is a uh, great roast uh, battle uh, contestant. A very, very, very funny comic. But he doesn't prepare. He wings it. Which is so, like, he's such an anomaly. Which is very hard to do. I mean, yeah, I've seen... Yeah, it's impossible uh, to do. 90, literally 99% of people who wing it at roast battle end up bombing. Cause hard. You know, it's three rounds. It's basically twelve, at least 12 jokes. And, you know, you have to have a couple uh, comeback uh, replies ready. Uh, you know, which you were always very good at because uh thank you you know i think you you knew where the line of attacks were going to be uh you know uh body image and all that stuff uh you know it's like you know doug fager knew that probably going to be some jokes about his brother um you know i knew there was going to be jokes about my age you know, so I think if you know what's coming, it's, it's, you know, so you have to have another, like, probably four to five comeback lines. So it's almost basically 20 jokes that you have to have in your head ready to go. Mm-hmm. So how George does it is unbelievable to me, just to wing it, you know. But you're, you know, it's, what would you say, like, for you have a roast September 29th, you're already writing for it. Mm-hmm. And that's a month and a half out. Mm-hmm. So, and Leah's very funny and, you know. And, Super funny. And, uh, y- you know, it's, it's, do you like battling girls or do you like battling guys? Uh, it just depends. I, I prefer, I don't know why I prefer battling guys. Um, I think it's just, uh, there's certain things 
there's just like more stereotypes for guys that you can make that I feel comfortable making fun of than I right. do about girls. Because like with girl stereotypes, it's like either it's either like you're calling them a whore or you're calling them fat, and like you know that like is is like an easy go to punchline when you're writing. But with guys, there's a lot, there's more to talk about. You know what I mean? Or it's like different to call a guy a whore or whatever. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh... people feel less bad for guys, I think too. So there's, it's, I feel like, not that, not that it, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I think, uh, like. You know, when I did probably my most serious battle against Whitney, uh, I didn't like battling a girl because I think, you know, she's, you know, super pretty. And, like, here I am talking about her looks like, you know, like she's ugly, which she clearly isn't. But, you know, the crowd hated me. They're like, look at her. Look at you. She ain't ugly. Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, I lost the crowd almost instantly. Um, so I, you know, I would think it'd be easier to, uh, like I find when two girls battle, it gets a little cattier, like, yeah, I, you know what I haven't, uh, luckily like the, the girls that I battled have been that are, they're like great battlers. So it's like, I've never had to feel like I've had to hold back at all. Right. Um, because Ashley's uh, a great battler. She's one of the top, uh, you know, you, you two might be the top. Two, I don't even want to say female battlers, but battlers overall. So, yeah. uh, and there's Thank some great you. male, yeah, but it's true. I mean, there's some great male battlers, like uh, a guy I wish did it a little more, uh, is Brendan Lynch. Uh, I mean, he's 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 like you, like he's very like dry and like, uh, what I love about you and him is like you guys are emotionless, like up there. It's just like, hey, okay, you're gonna call me fat. Well, guess what? Uh, I already. God, here's the line to combat that and just no emotion like a lot of some roasters get emotional like you know oh, you're, I would get yeah. emotional I'd be like fuck you man oh sorry it's a roast sorry here's my, uh, here's my comeback yeah so uh, yeah so September 29th come to Olivia will be hating with me at ve- select dates yes I will I love um, it you know and, and uh, basically we're the hecklers uh, or whatever you want to call it and it's an uh, important part of Roast Battle, which is every Tuesday night, uh, about 11 o'clock. Uh, of course, it rarely starts on time. I mean, race riots start more on time than Roast Battle. Mm. Um, and Brian Moses is the head of uh, ceremonies. Jeff Ross is the uh, ring leader, I guess you'd say, of the craziness. And the last, you never know who's going to be up uh, stairs at Roast Battle. It's, you know, last week was Jim Carrey. It's amazing. You know, two weeks ago, Dave Chappelle. You know, a couple months ago, Sarah Silverman and Bill Burr and Dave Attell. Uh, you know, Montreal, we we got back from. You know, Chappelle was there every night. Uh, you know, uh, Jason Reitman, uh, great directors there a lot. Um, he filmed one uh, week of Roast Battle. So it's, it's a hot show. And, uh, you know, check out, uh, like I, uh, we said about a half hour ago, oliviaisfunny.com. Yeah. For her uh, stand-up dates. And, uh, I only have one show booked in the next couple months. But yeah, stand-up dates and comic strip. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be at the Comedy Store this uh, this Monday night uh, doing... Uh, I, I think uh, next Monday. So if you're around the Comedy Store a week from this Monday, uh, check out Olivia Monday night uh, around the 9 o'clock uh, you know, time slot. You know, Monday nights is like the open uh, jam night at the Comedy Store. Yeah. 
So, you know, you get to see uh, famous comics, uh, comics who will be famous, and comics you'll never hear from again, all, all in the same lineup. So uh, check that out. And, uh, you know, as always, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the episode with Olivia. It was fun. Um, yeah, yeah, you're great. You know, I'm great. And, uh, <laughs> you know, don't forget to vote for our one-joke roast battle. Oh, uh, yeah, don't forget. That's uh, at LOL. Olivia Grace, Some at dumb Twitter handle name <laughs> Earl Skagel, you know, and uh, we'll just try and get this. We'll we'll break the internet with this. Uh, we'll break Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, we will. And uh, you can listen to this episode and past episodes of Inappropriate Earl on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, please rate and review on uh, iTunes. It helps and comment on SoundCloud. Just helps the numbers. Uh, you know, bump up and uh, co- upcoming guests. This is like the trailer for uh, upcoming guest, uh, Richard Tyson, uh, the great actor, Buddy Ravel from 3 O'Clock High, Bobby Rock, the drummer from Nelson, and the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. I'm one step closer to finding Vinnie Vincent, who was kicked out of the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. And uh, possibly Gene Simmons from KISS. We had a interaction this week, and he was open to the idea of coming on Inappropriate Earl, which would be Mark Barron got President Obama, and as great as having Olivia on Inappropriate Earl, my number one bucket list guest for this show is a man with the tongue who spits blood during God of Thunder, the great Gene Simmons, or as you Israelis know him, his real name, Chaim Witz. Um, he's a uh, possible guest. So I really thank you guys for the support and uh, follow Olivia. She's great. You're going to remember this episode when she's on TV and uh, on the couch uh, with uh, Oprah or Jimmy Fallon uh, talking about her DUI on a <laughs> national scale but remember who got her first daddy did (laughs) i mean interview not uh you know not that way but uh you know i uh, try and keep things professional here of course i've uh only had sex with two guests of uh, inappropriate earl oh jesus (laughs) and uh, like i said uh, a free book will be given if you can guess who those guests were Uh, uh last week i had tommy from vegas guess uh, which two episodes that the N-word was said on Inappropriate <laughs> Earl. And uh, your book, uh, Kamala Speaks, uh, is in transit to you. An autographed Kamala book is the prize I give out to uh, trivia uh, answers of, uh, of Inappropriate Earl. So if you don't want to wait and uh, try and guess to get a free Kamala Speaks book, you can go on www.kamalaspeaks.com and buy a book. Proceeds go directly to Kamala, the Ugandan giant who has lost both his legs to diabetes. Uh, it's a wacky world professional wrestling. They really uh, they really leave you once you're out of the spotlight. So uh, help out Kamala. Buy a book. He'll autograph it for you. Kamalaspeaks.com. This has been Inappropriate Earl. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, just at Earl Skakel, E-A-R-L-S-K-A-K-E-L. Follow Olivia Grace, L-O-L, Olivia, on Twitter, Instagram. Olivia is funny. 
follow her uh, cartoon sketch drawing and look out for her on the L.A. stand-up scene. Earl Skakel over and out, and I'd like to leave you guys with Earl's thought of the day, just like Jerry Springer. This is Earl Skakel's thought of the day. He who goes to bed with an itchy butt wakes up with a black face. <laughs>